Welcome back to another episode of the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I'm Emma McAdam and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And this podcast is all about taking the life-changing, but usually kind of complicated topics of therapy and boiling them down into simple, easy to understand concepts that you can use in your daily life. If you find today's episode is helpful to you, please pass it on to someone else who could benefit from it as well. Each podcast episode comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professionals. Now please, enjoy the episode! Resilience is a skill that can be learned, and I was watching a creator the other day who totally embodies it, Laura Kamp. Like, she's such a great example of resilience. So when it comes to being more resilient, a lot of people probably think that being more resilient means just try harder or suck it up or get over it, right? They think that the way to be more resilient, the, the way to overcome obstacles, is to just force yourself to be motivated and to keep going even if things aren't working. And while grit is a great characteristic, just forcing it can't be your only tool. If you really wanna be more resilient, you've gotta have a toolbox of skills to rely upon when it all hits the fan. So in this video, you'll learn six ways to be more resilient. And I'm gonna give you lots of examples of how to be resilient from Lara's channel. So let's get better at feeling. All right, back to resilience. Resilience means to bounce back. So for example, rubber is resilient. Resilience means just getting back up one time more than getting knocked down. Now, I think some people think that mental strength comes from just being super tough, from being super strong, but I would disagree. Ice is strong, but it's not resilient. Resilience is this combination of toughness and flexibility. Like, like a trampoline, right? The nylon on a trampoline actually doesn't move or stretch. It's very strong and very, you know, unstretchy, but the springs are stretchy. So it's this combination of strength and flexibility that makes a trampoline resilient, okay? Resilience is not just the same thing as trying over and over again. It's not just trying harder. It's not just willpower. It's trying something differently. So that's the first trait of resilient people. It's a, it's a belief that everything is figure outable. It's a growth mindset. It's an attitude that if I don't have the skills now, I can learn them. That if I come across a problem that I don't know how to solve, I will learn the skills to solve that problem. Now, in her latest series, Laura is trying to renovate a house, a really old house. And they keep coming across all of these big problems that they did not expect. So this house is a really old house with water damaged walls and all sorts of unexpected problems. And Laura is not a contractor. She's never renovated a house before. She's a maker and she's a designer. And she thought the house was pretty solid before they started the renovation. So as she starts coming across problems that are much bigger than her ability to solve, at first she feels overwhelmed and discouraged, but then she uses her resilient mindset and she says, eh, we'll figure this out. Resilient people see every problem they face as an opportunity to learn a new skill and improve them. Almost every time they come across a new, difficult, expensive problem with the house, like for example, finding out that there's electrical wiring behind the shower, or that there's mold or asbestos or a beam is rotting. Laura is a great example of resilience. She says, well, it's good we learned about this problem because now we can fix it. Now, because she has a growth mindset, 
every time Laura comes across a new problem, she researches it, she finds out the names for things, and she explores what the solution is. Now, I saw this recently with one of my clients. I mentioned to her that the process she was going through of learning to be kinder with herself could be called reparenting. And as soon as she had a word for it, she started listening to podcasts and reading articles on that topic, and that helped her make a ton of progress both in her parenting and in herself. So resilient people, when they come across a problem in their relationships or in their emotions or in their mental health, they ask and they ask other people, you know, what skill am I missing? What can I learn to resolve this? And so that leads us to the second trait of resilient people. They don't try to do everything alone. They don't pretend to be self-sufficient. They build a team. They reach out for support. They ask for help. Now, this may be seen as a sign of weakness to some people, but it's actually a trait of resilient people. Laura hired a photographer. She reached out to her community for suggestions, and she found some experts in her field to help her. So when things get hard, she just reaches out even more. And this takes a lot of vulnerability, especially on the internet. Now, with mental health, shame prevents a lot of people from reaching out. If you're struggling with depression, shame says, oh, don't tell anyone. Uh, if you have a history of trauma, shame says, oh, hide that from people. If you're having difficulties in your marriage, just, you know, shame says, pretend like everything's fine. You may look strong on the outside, but not seeking help actually makes you more fragile, not resilient. It's super hard for me to ask for help, but in the last year I've been forced to, and honestly, I've seen wonderful results. So resilient people replace shame with vulnerability and connection. Okay, number three. The next trait of resilient people is that they have skills for tolerating uncomfortable emotions, or they develop those skills. These are things you can learn. It's not just something you have or don't have. They work on these skills. So in this clip, you know, Laura finds out that all of the beams in her house have been damaged by ants. But she doesn't feel ashamed to have normal emotions, she just works through them. She often doesn't know what to do next to solve her problems with her house, and they get increasingly more expensive. So she takes breaks, she sleeps on it, she works on a different project for a while, she takes a vacation and she comes back with a fresh approach, uh, she eats ice cream and other yummy food with her friends, and she pets her dog. Now, she must be under a lot of pressure, but she has faith that she can work through the problems and she just takes this sustainable approach to solving problems instead of, you know, sprinting about in a panic about everything that's a catastrophe. So she has developed the skills to tolerate uncomfortable emotions. Okay, the fourth trait that resilient people develop is that they learn to focus on what they can control instead of focusing on what's out of their control. So Laura, um, you know, while she's working on her big house, while she's renovating her big house, she needs a place to live in. So she has this tiny house that she's building. It's a side project. And things didn't go perfectly with that either. We have everything we need to fix the water damage. She can't stop the rain from having ruined her tiny house, but she can move it under a shelter and make repairs. Um, she can't fix the dry rot in her beams, but she can learn how to replace them. So in a 2005 study on resilience, researchers said, depression is hopelessness and helplessness. And so resilience is the opposite. Resilience is accepting what you can't change and focusing your energy and attention on what you can change. You are not helpless. You do have control over many aspects of your life. And a simple way to develop this skill is to just frequently do the locus of control activity. If you don't know what that is, watch my video on it.
Okay, number five, flexibility. Resilient people learn to be flexible in their thinking and adaptive to changing situations. They develop the ability to adjust their strategies and tactics in order to find solutions. Albert Einstein reportedly said, insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Now, if your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail, right? Super rigid thinking can actually contribute to mental illness. But flexible thinking can be very resilient, right? People who struggle with mental health may try the same thing over and over again. So for example, oh, let's say you make a mistake. The thing you try over and over again is beating yourself up about it. So you make a mistake, you beat yourself up. You make a mistake, you beat yourself up. And that's the only thing you try when it comes to that mistake. Can you see how that might make you mentally ill? Um, if you feel anxious about a social situation, maybe your only tool is to just avoid it and avoid it and avoid it, right? That's not going to help you. Um, one of the biggest things I've learned as a therapist is that there are dozens of things you can try for every problem you face. I've got an entire toolbox for anxiety, right? Willingness, diffusion, acceptance, mindfulness, grounding skills, deep breathing, cognitive treatments, nutritional treatments, sleep treatments, medication, relational skills, and on and on, right? Resilient people are able to identify problems and develop creative solutions in order to move forward. They're not afraid to take risks and they're just willing to try new things and accept failure as part of the process. Resilient people just keep experimenting with new approaches. They try to solve a problem from different angles and they practice accepting failure as just being part of the process. No one likes failure, but you can learn to be good at tolerating it. Okay, the sixth thing that resilient people practice is one of my favorite traits that Laura has. She laughs. When things are bad, she laughs. Sometimes there's nothing else she can do. Now, Marjorie Pay Hinckley said, the only way to get through life is to laugh your way through it. You either have to laugh or cry. I prefer to laugh. Crying gives me a hate. So there you have it. Six ways to be more resilient. Number one, have a growth mindset. Every challenge is figureoutable and an opportunity to learn. Number two, replace shame with connection. Reach out for support and build a support network. Number three, develop skills for regulating uncomfortable emotions, like take breaks and do some self-care. Number four, Focus on what you can control and let go of what you can't. Number five, be flexible and try new things. Number six, laugh. Okay, I hope you found this video helpful. Laura, if you see this, I hope you agree. Okay, thanks for watching and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life just a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.